Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. Welcome back to the Super Saturday Sports Show here at 1FM 98.5. Live and local as I bring to the microphone Dan Hibbard for Square Gators, of course, all things harness racing and a bit of gallops racing as well and maybe even a bit of greyhounds thrown in because he's uh, been calling the sound down dogs as he regularly does for RSN, the voice of RSN. Dan, we got the quaddy at Melton last week. Congratulations. It was a nice result. It had a better result than last night, but, um, yeah, we did get the quaddy there last week. Uh, Major Meister... Chucking a fair bit of value into that uh, that quaddy, so hopefully the listeners out there got a few coins after that one. Yeah, well, for five bucks, I got forty bucks yeah, back. I it, think it paid two hundred and seventy yeah, odd or something so like that. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't a bad dividend. I'm just trying to uh, check my notes from last week, and uh, I think it was two hundred and seventy one bucks or something like that. It paid so for 30, a dollar. It would have been thirty two dollars for the full yeah. unit. So you're looking, you know, thirty two into two eighty. You can't really complain about. No, that. no, it was a good result, yeah. and. Uh, and, uh, of course, mate, we were talking off air, obviously, the the Queen passing away. Now, while I'm mentioning the Queen, obviously, she had a great uh, aff- affiliation with horse racing industry, particularly in the UK. She had a horse estimate, you might recall, a couple of years ago, won the Ascot Gold Cup, and she was the first reigning monarch to win the Ascot Gold Cup, about the round of time that Black Caviar was yeah. over there. It's, it's probably the one thing that people sort of, uh, you know, people in general don't sort of realise how much of an impact she has on the racing industry. And it's uh, pr- primarily it is just the thoroughbred industry that she uh, that she was a, a significant part of. But uh, she loved the horses and, uh, you know, she had horses race over here in Australia and she won a quite a, a quite a few races over here in her, in her time and, uh, you know, as an owner and her uh, her colours were quite famous. Obviously, yeah, the, the purple and gold, purple and the the red and the gold yeah. and the black cap, and it was uh, you know it was always you knew wh- whose horse it was when uh, when those colours were going around. So her impact on um, uh, and footprint on racing is going to be uh, sorely missed because I'm not sure what uh, I'm not sure what in, uh, what um, the rest of the family's you know uh, following is like in terms of. Uh, the racing. racing. Yeah. I know. I'm pretty sure Camilla's got a a fairly good uh, investment in it uh, herself. I'm not sure what uh, Charles's. Uh, you he know, he doesn't. He just doesn't strike me with all due respect no, as doesn't. a he horse racing enthusiast. No, I, know, I know. Obviously, I don't. might be wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of people in the past, but he just doesn't strike me he, that way. With all due respect. Yeah, he'll uh, obviously the the royal meeting is the big one at Ascot during the. During the summer over there, and they have the, all the pomp and ceremony that goes with it. But uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be certainly different without her being around. And I mean, it will be at Royal Ascot next year. Will like it was quite eerie this year that she wasn't actually there because yeah. she's always there, obviously. And uh, and it was eerie in the carriages every day because they come in in the carriage every day and they had the spare uh, seat in the carriage That's where right. she would normally That's be right. and all that. And now next year. We know now that she she's gone. She's not with us anymore, and uh, that that will be strange. Ascot next year. It will be, and it's uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that event um, plays out, and, and uh, every other event that she 
you know, as a patron of or would attend, it's uh, it's a different world that we're heading into. Yeah, mate, I've just got to touch on it. Uh, I didn't want to bring it up, but Melbourne last night, mate, the season's over. Uh, you know, your thoughts on Melbourne? I just, in the end, I, and it was I was pretty... Half-time, I'm thinking, okay, we're in a good spot. And then sort of about 10 minutes into that third quarter when Brisbane made that run and even when they got back to level, I just thought they just looked tired. They just looked like they were completely burnt out. There was a couple of of chase downs that just they couldn't keep up with the Brisbane players. And it just looked like they'd been burnt out. They'd they'd had enough. They looked flat-footed, didn't they? Yeah, and I think even if they had a pulled it off and, and won. I reckon next uh, this week against um, against Geelong probably would have been a, a, a formality because I think they just would have been completely burnt out. And I think, you know, as we mentioned off air, freshen up, go again, same thing happened to Richmond, same thing happened to Geelong. You know, you just don't have to reinvent the wheel. They're not, gonna, they're not far away. They're not far away. Uh, and it just goes to show how incredibly hard it is to win two in a row. Gee, I'm copping it on. Well, I believe I believe I'm I believe I'm copying it on social media at the moment uh, about my comments on Brisbane last night. My sister pointed it out to me, but uh, you can keep your comments because I don't even look at social <laughs> media. So keep your comments flying. Do do what you like. And you've got the phone off the hook too. So you've done a good job there. Yeah. So, they can't, they can't so um, I said they shouldn't even board the plane, but. I, I felt just just really quickly on it, and I know it's a racing show, but it might have been a blessing in disguise that Danaher didn't play because they looked more lively up forward. Yeah, they did. And they yeah. looked quicker yeah. up forward, and they didn't look so big. Yeah, they, um, but uh, they anyway. dominated that second half, which was... Uh, and they'll give Geelong a run for them. I, I can't see them beating them, but I reckon it could be an interesting contest next week. Well, they might have their tails up a little bit now. Yeah, you never know, yeah, do you? Exactly, exactly right. Dan, the week that was in harness racing locally. Well, we'll just go back to last Saturday night. Obviously, we mentioned we got the quaddy there. Onalua Bay was a, a really good winner. Just touching on uh, Lock and Var Art's performance in that race. Obviously, he was uh, a bit a bit disappointing. Yeah, on, I on watched it. Value. Yep. And it's, it's come out that he's uh, he may have had a, an episode of uh, equine asthma. So hopefully, we uh, get to see him come back again it's, uh, and, and bounce back pretty quickly from uh, from that run. And you know, it's generally with him. It, his his bad runs are bad. Like if he doesn't perform where he's uh, you know near enough to uh, you know less than five or six meters from the winner at the end, if he's any further back than that, then you know something's seriously wrong. And there was something obviously not right there on uh, last week. So uh, hopefully Artie's uh, bounce back and can come back to the race because his first up run was really good there. But certainly on Alua Bay was uh, super in that race, and he goes around tonight at uh, at Melton. We uh, headed to Echuca on Tuesday night for their meeting up on the river and favourite highlight won the first for Glen Bull. It was a really good week for the Bull stable. They had winners uh, across the state, including one, uh, a couple at Kilmore, or one at Kilmore the other night. Favourite highlight led all the way, used barrier one to full advantage, held the front 158.7 and did the job well. Fling it rainbow for Albert Safay and James Herbert who won the second race and uh, did it comfortably, won by about 11 metres in the end, was the favourite, and beat Mystic Chip and Starlight Storm in a 2.4 mile rate. My time won the third for Alan McDonough was the odds-on favourite, 158.7, did it quite comfortably. Our Kinky Boots for Marie and John Caldo was another odds-on favourite, which led all of the way in race four to 1.6, the mile rate there. Ideal Dance for Russell and Nathan Jack was the first of the local winners, 
and just got home, beating Gamer by a narrow margin, 157.6. They backed it up with Wendy's Wish in the following race, and it was a $5 chance. Got up on the sprint lane to beat the favourite in a 2-minute point seven mile rate. The Caldos made it a double win as Terry and won race number 7 at a $7.50 quote in 2.14. And the last on the card was won by Let's Dig It for Glenn Freeman and Mark Pitt. Another $1.75 favourite got the job done and was a 158.6 mile rate. On the same night, there was a meeting at uh, Albury as well, so it's a little bit uh, odd that we'd... A little bit strange at times that we've got meetings that are uh, not all that far apart. But uh, the uh, the uh, w- from a Golden Valley perspective, a double for Gary Pekin at the back end of the program. Cresco 3-peat was able to score in a 2-3.6 mile rate and they backed it up in the last with Hartnett who was too good scoring in a 2-3.1 mile rate. So a double there for Pico at Albury on Tuesday night. We uh, headed then to Friday and uh, the meeting at Wagga. And we've had a, a number of uh, the locals going up to Wagga, taking advantage of the, the big track, the really good prize money that's on offer up there at the moment. And uh, they're certainly bringing it back to Victoria Rodney Lakey went up and had a good day out. Viking won with Nathan Jack taking the drive. It uh, was able to score by about six metres, 156.1. It's a two-year-old owned by the Muirs, is by Rock and Roll Heaven out of She's Magnetic. And uh, had, produced, had done it all right at the trials. I remember calling it a couple of times at the trials earlier uh, in the year. Did a nice job and has been able to get a win on the board. The Jacks made it, uh, Nathan made it a double when uh, Treasure Stride won the next race for Father Russell and uh, the Stride, uh, Emilio Rosati. Uh, another two-year-old filly by Captain Treacherous out of Emilio's Stride. The next winner on the card for the uh, the, the Vicks was Rock and Roll Gig, another winner for Rodney Lakey, Nathan Jack, and again in the cart. fifteen favourite and uh, was able to... Uh, Work forward, found the front and went 155.7 to get make it a double for Nathan and for Rodney. Then the Turnbulls took centre stage at the back end of the program. National News was the first of the winners for Craig and Abby. It was a $2.30 favourite. Just got home at a ripping mile rate of 154.9. Did beat 19th man for Russell Jack and Jackson Painting took the drive there. Harania then uh, backed it up and ended the program with another winner for the, the Turnbulls. A dollar twelve favourite and was too good. One fifty four point six over the sprint trip, comfortable victory for that uh, gelding. Really nice three year old who would you would expect would be looking at the derbies uh, later on uh, at the back end of the season. Ballarat uh, on thir- uh, la- sorry Ballarat last night. Uh, two year old maiden trot, good win here by uh, for Dennis Payton and this was. Uh, this was probably, I reckon, this is, if, if ever there's a, a horse with a name like this that was a moral to win, uh, this was it. Race one yes, uh, last night at Ballarat, number four, Lizzie's son. I mean, that was just poignant that yeah. Lizzie's son would come out and win. A maiden, two-year-old maiden trotter a ma- by Majestic Son out of She's a Comet for the Paytons. Really who, a little bit spooky, oh, isn't very, it? <laughs> more than spooky in some regards. It was an $11 chance, so it wasn't, uh, wasn't fully... Uh, uh, supported in the market, but uh, got the job done in a in the two year old trot, and certainly manners are the thing that uh, you need to have in those sort of races, particularly at this time of year, as we sort of build towards the better two year old races. 
that's when the uh, the times will certainly uh, and the and the speed sort of comes into it. But more or less manners at this time of year is more important. Two four was the mile right there for Dennis Payton and Lizzie's son. So well done to connections there last night at Ballarat. So a really uh, a really unique winner there in the first race at Ballarat, which was the the last of the local scene uh, this week in the week that was. No worries, Dan might take a sponsor's break. Come out the other side, have a look at this. Big meeting at Melton this evening, of course, the Caduceus Club uh, at Group 1 level. It's a 10-event card. We'll be back shortly to have a look and try and find a winner. We're back. The Tungama Hotel is not just your everyday country pub. It's a Goulburn Valley institution. Established in 1891, the beautiful heritage-listed building is worth the visit alone. On the Silo Art Trail, the Tungama Hotel offers quality lunch and dinners, eat in or take away, as well as accommodation, including some brand-new ensuite rooms. It's family and dog-friendly as well as offers catering for all functions, including weddings and parties. Open seven days for lunch and dinner. Why not organise a group and grab the courtesy bus? The Tungama Hotel, more than just a country pub. 1FM sponsor. The Marupna Golf Club, home to the Goulburn Valley's only full-length driving range, and it's open to the public seven days a week. Yep, that's right. You don't need to be a member to use the driving range. But with some of the best value-for-money golf memberships on offer, why not take the plunge and join with unlimited golf all year round? Come and meet our PGA pro, Ben Weatherly. Need a lesson? Yep, Ben's got you covered there too. You're welcome here at the Friendly Club, the Marupna Golf Club. 1FM sponsor. At Outback Real Estate, we understand that to get the right deal, you need to have the right people surrounding you. We know you need the right advice and the right information, so we make the effort to ensure that both the vendors and buyers enjoy their real estate journey by providing a tailored service that's just right for you. Specialising in properties for agriculture and business, we provide services to commercial and residential developers. Visit our new website at outbackproperties.com.au. Outback Properties, where understanding real estate is our business. Station sponsor. You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM, your one stop for all your sports news. Thanking one of our ex-presenters here, Sarah Varco, bringing us back in the Super Saturday Sports Show. Of course, this is your one-stop shop for all your sporting news on your Saturday morning. Dan, we got the quaddy last week at Melton 10 event program there this evening. And, of course... The Caduceus Club uh, group. Well, I can never say Caduceus. Caduceus. I think I got it right that time. Yes. But uh, the Caduceus Club group won this evening at Mountain. Ten event card. The first getting underway this evening at two minutes past six o'clock. Yeah, it's a ripping, uh, ripping card there at Melton tonight. Obviously, we're starting to get into the uh, uh, the spring uh, carnival, as it were, and obviously the summer at the back of the end of the year with all the uh, futurity races. But uh, this uh, card's really strong. Particularly that Group One, the Caduceus Classic, a Group One hundred thousand dollar race, really good, a uh, good even affair. Onalua Bay is obviously going to be really hard to beat, but there's probably a couple off that front row that are going to make it uh, make it rather juicy in particular. So the multi, we got we got the quaddy last night. We uh, last week we missed out on the uh, on the multi. Gone with um, well, I've, I've gone with one at a bit of a price here in the first leg of the multi. Which is race number uh, race number one tonight? Um, I've gone with race one number one, Balenciago, at around the seven dollar fifty mark. Arden Roanoke's the uh, the favourite, and probably I, I guess deservedly so based on its last performance. Balenciago is going to pr- I would imagine get the best run in the race. I reckon Arden Roanoke's probably going to fire out and try and lead, and if it does, I think Balenciago is going to be suited to sit on his back. So. 
He's the first league of the multi at about the 7.50 mark. If you wanted to take the fixed odds place, that's probably even a uh, a, 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 a safer option. He's about 2.10 or something like that on the, the place odds. I reckon he's a, a really good chance of at yeah, least Yeah, 2.10 the place I've got here. A, a, de- a decent chance of running the place. So race one, number one is the first horse in the mould. In the second leg is in the second race, race two. There's no reason to jump off Olavici. I know he's drawn the inside of the second row, uh, but there's only two horses off that row, and the 100 to, one on his, 100 to 1 outsiders on his outside. So I can't imagine he's going to get too, caught up in too much traffic. The danger is obviously number seven, Mufasa Metro, but he's first up, and uh, Olavici has been is race fit, and that's what I think will uh, be the tipping point here for Olivetti. He's been super uh, in his last uh, last five runs back from a spell. So he's uh, an odds-on favourite, but there's just a little bit of uh, a little bit of cream there. The next couple of races are a couple of real shorties, and it was a bit hard to sort of uh, try and uh, justify taking them in a multi. Uh, so the multi tonight, um, you could go either way. You could probably take, uh, you can take Balenciago the win into Olivetti the win, or Balenciago, the place into Olavici, the place. Either way, you're going to sort of get a decent, uh, not a bad price. So the 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 win 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 multi would be thirteen dollars for the uh, yeah. I got the fourteen fix, to yeah. one so, on the win. Yeah, uh, so fourteen dollars, thirteen just to one. A, a bit of a and even if it's a single bet, they're on each way on Balenciago. I think it's a decent decent chance from that pole draw tonight. Uh, and as I said, the the next couple of leagues. If you were looking at the early quaddy, Major Delight's going to be a, a, it was a threes on favourite in the third. And uh, catch is a dollar oh six in the fourth race, so uh, you know you could nearly if you uh, you nearly take those four one out in a quaddy, uh, the early quad because they probably won't be too far away. And you know what, Dan? Since I started back in Saturday morning sport, I reckon that's the biggest potential payout on a fall uh, up we've ever yeah, had. Yeah, uh, we've sort of generally keep it small, but when I was looking at the looking at them, you can't tip a dollar and six, and you can't top a, really t- t- tip a dollar thirty. Uh, all, all the time, and when I looked at that first race, I just thought Balenciaga looks maps well to be right in the right. I laugh spot. at them at Racing dot com when they do it and they get beat. <laughs> Dollar makes them look pretty yeah, silly. Yeah, but uh, so there's you're not. Uh, yeah, I'm not reinventing the wheel by saying that Catch a Wave should win and that may, uh, Major Delight should win as well. But uh, just no point taking the the very small value that is uh, that is there. The uh, the quaddy tonight starts on race number five, the high gain pace at five minutes after eight o'clock. I thought there was only two chances in this race, particularly uh, purely because of the way the barrier draws have fallen. That's one and eight. Pull the other leg, gets the plum draw. You'd expect it to fire out and lead. It was beaten for the first time in Australia last time out, but uh, it would had to sit parked. Gets the lead role here tonight, you would imagine. And if not, it's going to end up behind, behind something, but... I dare say it's going to hold the front because there's a lot of uh, the ones on his outside uh, at a pretty big odds, most of them. The key danger is on he's going to be on his back and that's all shook up. So you'd expect it to be getting up on the uh, on the sprint lane at the back end of the race and being the main danger. So I think there's only really two to take in the first league. It's one and eight. Second leg's the Australia, Australasian Trotting Championship, Group 1 for the Trotters. Interesting race. It's a bit of a... It's a bit of a minefield to a degree uh, there's a couple that you could sort of maybe pinpoint and say this is probably the the hardest one to beat but I've ended up taking uh, six of the 12 uh, I've gone two three seven nine ten and thirteen um, I, Elder Baron Zeus for mine is probably my top pick I just think that um, he's been in really good form since coming back from a spell 
they're obviously eyeing off uh, eyeing off races like the Inner Dominion in a few uh, in a month or two's time. Uh, this is uh, going to be his biggest test to date, I would have thought, against the Open Grade. But I think he's got the potential to, to win it. I just could I couldn't take him one out. He's a three dollar fifty chance, so he's not a an even money hope or anything like that. But I've just gone a little bit uh, a little bit wider there. I thought Brando Prince was a good hope as well. Have horse will travel. Uh, it will be better for the first up run, uh, and then Adele Parisian Artiste and uh, obviously Maori Law, the Inter Dominion winner. From uh, from Sydney has uh, got to deal with uh, the third, uh, third the uh, ten metre handicap and barrier thirteen, but it's certainly good enough to win that race. So tricky affair. The standing start in particular just throws a few curveballs there, and the long trip. So it's a, a good race, good race to watch, particularly for the uh, the purists of the uh, of the trotting gate, the standing start handicap. The th- third leg is the Caduceus Classic, the Group One, really hot race, really strong. Um, Torrid Saint is obviously one that's going to be really hard to beat. Number two, four copy that the New Zealander and ten Onalua Bay are the three major players here. I can't really, uh, I couldn't po- possibly push you into anything else at this particular point in time. A lot of them are at, uh, at quite big odds. Torrid Saint knocked off uh, Lachlan Varant first up when he went super quick time over this trip. He gets a perfect barrier draw. I can't imagine that he's going to hand up if he finds a lead, which he should. Uh, he's going to be really hard to beat. Copy that. The New Zealand was good uh, uh, coming back from a uh, for, for the first up run over at Alexandra Park. Group 1 winner, previous Group 1 winner, I should say. Going to be super hard to beat. And Onalua Bay is just in incredibly good form. If he had a draw on the front row, it's a di- completely different story. I probably would have said he's nearly a... A one-out job, but just because he's drawn that inside the oh, sorry, drawn the second row, he's just going to need a little bit of uh, do a little bit of work to get into the race. And if Torrid Saints out in front and running, it could be uh, could be a little bit harder for him. So ripping race two, four, and ten in the third leg, and the last leg of the quaddy is uh, race number eight tonight. This is the uh, the Vic Bread Platinum Group Three for the mares. Uh, I just took the two chances here. Pettyon's been absolutely flying. Didn't let us down last week in the quaddy. And six just hope was uh, was super first up from a spell. I can't see any of the others uh, getting into the uh, getting into the winners list here. So just the four and the six in the last league. So a little bit wider there tonight with uh, particularly that trot leg. Hopefully we can get a little bit of value. It's not the easiest quaddy to sort of pinpoint a couple of uh, one out leg or one outers in particular. So the quaddy tonight, 1 and 8 in the first league, into 2, 3, 7, 9, 10 and 13, into 2, 4 and 10, into 4 and 6 will cost you $72. For 100% or a flexi is... you if you 5 so bucks, desire. 6% then. Yeah, and that's probably not uh, not too bad, just to uh, try and get a, a little bit of return on that in, on that investment because it's, uh, yeah, as I say, it's not, uh, not a... As, as easy a quaddy as it would look. And turning five bucks in the 40 last week, I was pretty happy well, with that. Well, that's exactly, and that's it. I mean, if you can take a, a, a small investment and turn it into a return like that, you've got to be happy. Now, mate, headquarters today, Flemington. It's on a soft seven. It's been downgraded from a soft six overnight. And, of course, what a cracking race, the Mackay v. Diva. And, uh, wow, of course, we've got... Uh, the favourite for the race, I'm Thunderstruck, that was brilliant uh, last time out in the Mamai Stakes at Group 1 level. Uh, I'm on, I can't get off it. I'm 
Just got to be with Alligator Blood today, race five, number four. But I've also backed uh, race five, number two, Cascadian. So I've got them both today, Dan, because uh, uh, Alligator Blood's around the $4.60 and uh, Cascadian's uh, on $5 or 4 to 1 in the old. It's it's a good race. So they've had about 10 mil of rain there overnight. I did hear that on the in the car on the way to the studio this morning. So they did only expect to get one to three, but they ended up getting 10. So uh, it is a genuine soft uh, soft track there this afternoon. Uh, they were talking about this race as I was driving in. And they're just the, the issue is that there doesn't appear to be a great deal of speed in it. No one really knows uh, who's going to uh, want the front alligator. Blood's probably the one that's going to have to do the leading. Um, I was... I'm t- a bit like you. I was a bit taken by Cascadian's run first up. I know he ran third, and I'm a Thunderstruck ran second in that race. Cascadian uh, came from behind on Thunderstruck and got pretty close. And I reckon he's probably a decent chance of uh, turning the tables here. And and at, at the price, you're probably better off backing Cascadian than you are on Thunderstruck. Well, so, I'd, I'd rather take the two yeah. at the price than take to two dollars forty or whatever is on offered. Uh, of course, I'm thunderstruck. Yeah. I, look, a greatest run it was, yeah. and it had it, back me, don't sack me, written all over it. Yeah. It's just at the $2. The, values, the value yeah. just says you should have something on Cascade, and I thought it was a good run. Uh, I think another 100 metres, he probably wins the race. So fitness... Uh, and the uh, the wide expanses of uh, of Flemington, I think, are going to really suit him. You're really looking forward to that one today. So race five at Flemington, we primarily like the numbers two and uh, a course four. That is Cascadian and Alligator Blood today. Calls one of my favourite horses is really good to me. Winning uh, back in Brisbane, taking all before it back in the winter. Uh, and the other big race is uh, the Let's Elope in race seven. I like uh, race seven, number five, Kiss on All Four Cheeks. Let's Elope, what a bonnie mare she was in 1991, getting the big double, of course, the Caulfield and Melbourne Cups. Well, she wouldn't be racing today because she hated the wet. Um, she would be, uh, she'd be staying at home in her, in her box, that's for sure. Kiss on All Four Cheeks, yeah, certainly is going to be really hard to beat. Um, I think it's probably it's obviously marked as favourite, and uh, I'd say Flying Mascot's probably going to be its uh, its hardest uh, hardest combatant. But it's a, it is a good race that uh, the Let's Elope. And uh, I like one in the run that arose today, race seven, number eleven in secret. Uh, it's for the uh, Godolphin team. I like it. It's around four dollars eighty today. And the other one I've been following this uh, young horse, uh, young filly there up at Rose Hill uh, today, uh, race nine, number 10, Shades of Rose. Uh, it's been odds on in its last couple of starts, up in grade now, race nine, number 10, at around $3. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how it's running. Well, I got $3. It's in the 2.45 with scratchings now. I'd be that, just back to that run of the Rose. I wouldn't have, I think the favourite best of Bordeaux probably. A decent player here was too bad to be. They, true they think that, they said it was a forgive run too last bad start. To be true yep. last time the uh, horse has obviously been sold through different uh, to different. Uh, I think to Coolmore. Uh, so I think look for him to bounce back this afternoon. The omen bet in the race is probably race seven, number eight, political debate uh, with recent things that have been I'd going on. That's probably true. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, uh, race seven. Number 11 at Rose Hill on the soft five for me today. And make sure you have a look at race nine, number 10, Shades of Rose uh, in uh, the Chicago Stakes today. Uh, race nine, number 10. I think I'll make that my special of the afternoon. Is up against Espiona, though. Very true. So, yeah, yeah, the young and the old sort of taking on one another. 
there be interesting times. We'll go now, Dan, to the news. Thank you, no and worries, I'll mate. see you in a fortnight. Will do. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter, and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.